So here's the deal. We have gym to do all the things we cannot do or choose not to do. Just because we have a general contractor on our team doesn't mean that we stand back and let him go. We are still very hands-on, but we have gotten to a point where he handles a lot more for us than anyone else on our team. He has become someone we can depend on and lean on, and of course he is paid for all of his time, but when we are on vacation, he is the direct point of contact for the tenant should there be a maintenance issue or an emergency. And just last week, when we were busy on the weekend, he went to our property and handled a couple showings for us because when our units are fully occupied, we are more secure. When we are doing better financially, so is he. We definitely would have a big hole in our business if we didn't have Jim. But he's not the only team member we depend on. Welcome to your Landlord Resource Podcast. Many moons ago, when I started as a landlord, I was as green as it gets. I may have had my real estate license, but I lacked confidence and the hands-on experience needed when it came to dealing with tenants, leases, maintenance, and bookkeeping. After many failed attempts, fast forward to today, Kevin and I have doubled our doors and created an organized, professionally operated rental property business. Want to go from overwhelmed to confident? If you're an ambitious landlord or maybe one in the making, join us as we provide strategies and teach actionable steps to help you reach your goals and the lifestyle you desire, all while building a streamlined and profitable rental property business. This is your Landlord Resource Podcast. Hey, landlords. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is Stacy, and I'm here with my NVP, Kevin. I see what you did there. I get it. You're making a joke about today's subject. Yeah. Well, today and next week, we are talking all about building a solid rental property team to support you as a landlord. This week in part one, we will discuss our maintenance contacts and who we lean on for field operations. Next week in part two, we're going to talk all about our primary team for the office operations and the business side of managing rental property. And we would be lost without our contacts. We call on them a lot. Oh, for sure. We spend quite a bit of time with or talking to many of these people. I I cannot imagine where we would be without them. Lost. (laughs) That's exactly where we'd be. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. All right, let's go back to the beginning for me. So back in 2005, 2006, when I started out as a landlord, I had no idea what I was doing. Nothing. At that time, my brother was my partner and he was a general contractor. So he handled all the maintenance responsibilities. I took care of the business side of things and had to learn how to market vacancies and process applications, price rents, account for the income and expenses, and most importantly, have good customer service to our clients, you know, the tenants. And unfortunately, When my brother became injured and could no longer work in the family business, I had to learn pretty quickly that I needed an excellent team to call on when maintenance and repairs came up. Now, for clarification, a team member does not necessarily mean they're an employee, and it certainly does not equate to only maintenance work. These are tradesmen, legal counsel, bank and loan companies, real estate professionals, CPAs, cleaning companies, appliance repair persons, landscaper, 
Essentially, a team member is anyone or anything that can make your life easier by completing the tasks they know and do best. Yep. And this is definitely one of those situations in business where everyone has their place and their profession. And as a landlord, where it is best to hand off that work to the professionals and stick only to what you are comfortable handling yourself. Or maybe you are like me and Stacy and have one foot in the rental property management arena and one foot stepping into retirement. Now, we have DIY'd many of the tasks, and lately, as life has got even a little busier, we have started to imagine what we would need to do to transition out of the hands-on maintenance and leave it all in the hands of other professionals. Uh, and I think it's safe to say that our number one team member is our general contractor, Jim. Definitely. The funny thing is, my brother had introduced me to his painter, Steve, and Steve was painting a unit during a turnover once. And I think there, this was before Kevin even came along. So I'm going way back here. He was painting a unit and I had some small tasks that I needed help with. I'm pretty sure it was like a plumbing issue or a toilet or a sink. And he asked me if I had found anyone who could come and help out with the maintenance side of things now that my brother was no longer able to work. And I must have looked at him with some lost expression on my face because he didn't even wait for me to answer. And he just said, I know a guy. Now, let me tell you, I'm not one of those people who are very trusting. You have to prove your worth to me. And he he knew this. So when he said, I got a guy, I was definitely leery. And he gave me Jim's contact info and the rest was history. Jim was willing to help out on an hourly basis and not charge me an arm and a leg to complete one task like, like a lot of tradesmen would. What was great about him is that he was a licensed general contractor. This meant he was insured and bonded with the state, so we had no issue with him entering units without us. He had worked in the past as a project manager and a city inspector, and he was a little older, and he was looking to get out of working on large projects and wanted to focus on smaller jobs with less headaches and at a slower pace. He's like having a professional handyman, only he's a general contractor. In addition... He lives in the same area of our unit, so he can get over to the property when an emergency maintenance issue arises. Because we live two hours away from our rental properties, this was an important factor as well. And I think he has worked for us for like, what, 14 or 15 years now? Yeah, the other day he said it was 10, but it's been longer than that. He is such an integral part of our team. He knows exactly how we like things. And it was so great of him about traveling up to our other property about two hours away from where he lives, to do some remodeling. You see, one of our rental properties is up in Chico, California. This is where, in November of 2018, the campfire was located. This was the most devastating California wildfire to date. Yep, I think it was over 18,000 structures that were destroyed. Yeah, including the home of our Chico general contractor. Yeah, we, we felt really helpless but I am happy to say he and his family are doing great. Yeah, but him and every other contractor, tradesman, and supplier were and still are so busy, we couldn't even get a call back when we had some work to do. And where we were happy they were all pulling through a tough time with tons of work, we were pretty much screwed trying to get anyone to do any work up there for us. I mean, our job was too small and not worth any of their time. Yeah, and when we were telling Jim all about this, he didn't even hesitate to say he would head up there and get everything done for us. So here's the deal. We have Jim to do all the things we cannot do, 
or choose not to do. Just because we have a general contractor on our team doesn't mean that we stand back and let him go. We are still very hands-on, but we have gotten to a point where he handles a lot more for us than anyone else on our team. He has become someone we can depend on and lean on, and of course he is paid for all of his time, but when we are on vacation, he is the direct point of contact for the tenant should there be a maintenance issue or an emergency. And just last week, when we were busy on the weekend, he went to our property and handled a couple showings for us because when our units are fully occupied, we are more secure. When we are doing better financially, so is he. And he knows our family members and we know his kids and we certainly are friends, but our business relationship does come first. We definitely would have a big hole in our business if we didn't have Jim. But he's not the only team member we depend on. Along with Jim, our maintenance team consists of our painter, our appliance repairman, the HVAC guy, pest control company, and our cleaning crew. Yeah, not to mention all the guys that Jim leans on, like the plumber and the roofer. So here's a quick story. This past winter, California experienced some really crazy storms. And Jim was working on a unit for us up in Sacramento. And we get a missed call and a text from him that says, call me ASAP. Those texts are rarely ever good news. No, and this one certainly was not. The neighbor, who we all know and love, had come to Jim and showed him a picture of a tree branch that had pierced our roof. And when I say branch, I mean one that is four to six inches thick and sticking straight out of the roof like an antler on a deer. (laughs) The problem with this was the roof line is three stories high, and Jim didn't have a ladder to get that high, and we really didn't want him up there during the storm anyway. The second problem was, it's just like we say about needing an emergency service on an air conditioning unit during a heat wave. You know how difficult it is to get a roofer to come service something like this during a winter storm? Yeah, but Jim to the rescue. I mean, I had spent the better part of the morning calling every roofer in the Sacramento metro area, and out of like, I don't know, eight or ten calls, I got one call back, and they said they could be there in about a week. Jim makes one call to his local guy out of Elk Grove, and they were out there by 5 p.m. They crawled up, removed the branch, did a temporary patch on the roof, and were gone in less than an hour. I mean, sure, we had to pay a premium, but we had no choice. The point here is that we never had to drive up and handle a thing. Having Jim as part of our team is worth its weight in gold. All right, so let's move on with the rest of our primary maintenance team. Uh, where I would usually say our appliance repairman is next, knock on wood, we have not had to call him in over a year. Well, yeah, we've pretty much replaced every appliance and we no longer use refrigerators with ice makers in them. So that makes a big difference. Very true. Very true. We have one unit left with a couple of old appliances. So we have our fingers crossed that they're going to make it through this tenant. So then would you say our next most common maintenance support person would be painter or the HVAC guy or the cleaning crew? I'll probably say the HVAC. I mean, he's made some pretty good dough (laughs) off us this year between replacing those hideous return air vents, repairing a heater, and most recently, all the work he did when he was out servicing the AC units. So we've said it before, we'll say it again. Each year, we have our HVAC guy go out to service our air conditioner units. He goes in each apartment and turns on the thermostat to check how long it takes to turn on, 
and verifies the cold air temp coming through matches what he set the thermostat at. This year, he was pretty much up there a full day checking all six units. He had a thermostat that was not working correctly, one air conditioner needed Freon, and one needed a new capacitor. What is most important to note here is that the chances of one of our tenants having an issue with their AC unit is now much lower than it would have been if we had not had this serviced. Preventative maintenance is huge, especially on these air conditioners in an area that experiences 100 degree plus weather quite often during the summer months. Like an emergency roofer, getting our HVAC guy out there to do an emergency service during a heat wave would be nearly impossible. Yeah, I was really surprised when he found that many issues with our air conditioning units. But one thing I will say is that our tenants really do appreciate us being proactive. It shows them we are responsible and that we care about their comfort in the units. And I guess you could say what goes around comes around. By treating our properties with respect and showing our tenants we care, they all treat their units really well. And usually when someone moves out, they do so because they're relocating out of the area or they need more space. I'd say 75% of them thank us for being great landlords and appreciate our efforts that we put in maintaining the units. Okay, I'm hesitant to say they are an integral part of our team, but we want to mention our cleaning crew. We found this cleaning company when a tenant moved out and hired them to clean their unit. It was in great shape. Almost as good a job as I do. (laughs) You are a stickler about cleanliness. I am. I want the unit spotless. Having a clean, vacant unit can mean the difference between getting it leased or not. And even Jim said that the few people that he showed the unit to last weekend, all of them said how clean that unit was. The cleanest they had seen in all the units they had viewed. And what does that tell a potential tenant? That we care about our units and in turn, we'll care about them too. I see it as a positive. And maybe I'm an idiot because those gross units with their dirty bathrooms and crumbs in the kitchen drawers still get rented out. I just like the units to be super clean when we show them to a potential tenant. First impressions are essential to new clients in any business. I mean, we do wipe down and clean everything. And it took us a few tries to find a good house cleaner. One who will open the kitchen cabinets and wipe down all the shelves, remove the shelves from the refrigerator and wipe the whole interior down clean the blinds, clean behind the washer and dryer, dust the ceiling fan blades, all those things. And they do need to use different and clean towels when moving from the bathroom to the kitchen. And yes, this is an issue. For best results, create a master list of what you want to be cleaned in every unit, from the windows to the closet and shower door tracks to oiling wood kitchen cabinet doors. Share this list with the person pricing out the job so they can determine how many cleaners to include on the crew, how long the job will take, and what cleaning solutions they're going to need. Why is this important? Because in our lease, we say that the unit must be returned to us in the condition it was received. If not, the tenant will be charged a hefty fee for cleaning. So when we are communicating during move-out correspondence, we let them know the exact cost to clean each and every item in the unit, like it's 25 bucks for the microwave and 50 bucks for the stove, stuff like that. We also share our cleaning company's contact information for them to call and pay on their own if they don't want to clean the unit. We appreciate it when they do this because we know that the unit will be cleaned to my standards, or pretty much so, and that we won't have to go in and spend a day cleaning it ourselves if the cleaners aren't available and we need to turn it fast. 
I spent a lot more time talking about the cleaners than I had planned. Well, cleanliness is very important to you. I also want to say be prepared that you always get what you pay for. If the price seems too good to be true, it probably is. All right, now moving on. So we won't deep dive into them, but the rest of our maintenance team consists of our painter, landscaper, pest control service company. Our painter's been with us since the beginning, and he's great. We just contact him when we are ready for a turnover paint job, and he gets in and out within a day or so. To keep prices lower, we go in ahead of time and remove and clean, wink, wink, all of the switch and plug plates and pull down the recessed trims a few inches off the ceiling. If we don't want to pay for that time and we did not remove them ourselves, He will paint right up to the plates and trims, and often they get painted onto the wall or ceiling. Please do not do this. That's awful. It looks so sloppy, and when you have to change the plate or repair it, it pulls the paint off the wall surrounding it and makes way more of a mess. Remember, the effort you put into your units will reflect the quality of the tenant that is willing to live there. Spend a little time on these type of things. We don't have much to say about our landscapers, except that they come once a week and they keep the properties looking kept up and welcoming. Well, I should say our Chico landscaper was really nice and repaired our broken gate for us. So it's nice to have people looking out for our properties. If you own single family home rentals and want the landscaper to maintain the home, build the cost into the rent. It looks like the tenants are getting more bang for their buck if the landscaper is included. If they prefer to handle landscaping themselves, even better, just keep the rent where it is and let them care for it. Just make sure the criteria for landscaping is set in an addendum. Things like how often they need to mow the lawn or weeds can't grow higher than six inches or they need to ask approval before planting anything. You do not want them to plant a tree right in front where over time the roots are going to lift the walkway or the foundation. Or hang over the roof or have leaves that clog up the gutters. So make sure the items you allow are low-maintenance items because when the tenant moves out, you or your landscaper are left dealing with what they left behind. Last, for our primary maintenance crew, is the pest control company. They really keep to themselves, but when there is a pest issue, you want somebody to respond quickly. This was especially important when we had a rodent get into a unit through a small waterline hole to the washing machine. But even more importantly, it was our pest control company who determined we had termites and walked us through the whole ordeal. If you want to hear all about that, check out episode 10, where we discuss our experience with termite infestation. We talk about our experience with discovery, how we handled tending the property, and what compensation we gave to our tenants that were forced to leave for a couple days. Yeah, I I think that happens more often than we think. Uh, I I do realize that we skipped over having a plumber or electrician on our team, but honestly, we don't use them very often. As Jim, our primary maintenance guy, is a general contractor, he can handle most of the issues that come up for those areas. He's kind of like one of those all-in-one tools when it comes to our maintenance team. Because we are DIY landlords and we handle coordinating all the maintenance work ourselves, we do not depend on a local property management company to handle things. This is not to say that we object to it. We are just in a position to handle it ourselves, and we prefer that the cash that we would spend on someone else managing be in our pocket instead. Although I will say we are in the process of transitioning into using a property management software, 
but stay tuned for our discussion on that. Next week, we will discuss all the software we use and a couple that we are intrigued by. I want to say that to most newer landlords, we are considered in the dinosaur age. We still process applications by ourselves. We manage all the maintenance and we do all our own bookkeeping. But we do, finally, have all tenants paying their rent electronically. Why do we do this? Because for us, it's better. We have created systems that work, and we do not have to reinvent the wheel every time someone moves in or out or when we have to vet a new tenant. We place good tenants. We take our time with the evaluation, and we never go with our gut. We run our business professionally, and we treat our tenants well. They're our clients. When our tenants are happy, we have a consistent income and much fewer turnovers. Therefore, operating our rental property business is not difficult. Sometimes the timing is really crappy, but we'll take that over having to pay $100 a unit per month to have someone else do a half-assed job. I mean, for now, anyway, that's, that works for us. I think this is a good time to remind our listeners that we have a free 10-page guide on how to place your ideal tenant. This guide has a lot of information and tips on setting property policies and criteria, marketing your property, the application process, and vetting an applicant, important items to include with your lease, and the tenant move-in process. Stacy spent a good amount of time making sure this guide was filled with information that all landlords, regardless of whether you DIY it or hire a property manager, should know. It's quite comprehensive, and it's free. We'll put a link in the show notes, or you can go to yourlandlordresource.com forward slash landlord guide. Landlord guide is all one word. Yes. I mean, that's a great place to start or refresh your tenant placement knowledge. Thank you, Kev, for you, pointing that out. You are very welcome. All right. So to recap for maintenance, our top person is our general contractor, followed by our HVAC service company, and then our cleaning crew. We did quickly discuss the importance of our painter, landscaper, and pest control companies as well. And that's our show for today. Next week, stay tuned for part two, where we talk all about the office operations and business side of managing rental property. Thank you for tuning in. We really appreciate you listening. Please subscribe or follow on your favorite podcast platform. And if you could please share our podcast with other landlords and investment property owners, we would be very grateful. It helps us to move up the charts and get recognized by other rental property owners. If you want the podcast delivered to your email each week, we do have a free newsletter called Landlord Weekly that we send out to our subscribers. It comes out every Tuesday and it includes all kinds of tips. It has early access to our blogs, landlord-specific articles written by other industry pros, our favorite landlord products that we use in our business, and the most recent link to the podcast. You can subscribe at yourlandlordresource.com forward slash subscribe. That's yourlandlordresource.com forward slash subscribe. And we'll include a link to the to subscribe in the show notes as well. Thanks again. I am Stacy signing off with my favorite teammate, Kevin. Until next time, you got this, landlords. Thank you.